the NBA is on TuneIn, streaming NBA games around the globe. It's time to bring you the confrontational front court of Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. Kmart sends it home. This is Two Men Weave on the NBA on TuneIn, your home for the NBA Finals. All right, we're back. And we're bad. We're ready for action. My name is Michael Rappaport. I'm in here with Kenyon Martin. It must be Wednesday. It must be Wednesday. This is the two-man weave. They call us the confrontational two. This is the NBA on TuneIn. This is uh, the playoff preview. The playoffs are getting ready to go down. It's all NBA everything with me and K-Mart. How you doing, Mr. Martin? I'm wonderful, man. How about you, my brother? I'm good. How I'm good. Today? Everything's good. Everything's good. How was your weekend? It's good, man. NCAA. Yeah. NBA. Yeah. What'd you think of the tournament, the finals, Gonzaga? Uh, my thoughts on the tournament. It was a good game. Uh, Could have been better. Um, I think the referees were over overzealous and had whistled. Were they? Yeah, man. They blew the whistle entirely too much for a national championship game, man. Do you like, think? Go ahead. The kids are already uptight because of the stage, and you just make them more uptight by <laughs> blowing the whistle every other possession. You know, it was a it was a good game. Um, I think the most exciting part of the game was the last possession, right. the last two possessions. Right. You know, um, offensive rebound. Like you need a rebound to win, and can't get out. Like that's yeah, just one of them situations, man. Have you ever played in one of those games in like a dome? Like, like I, I saw the I saw the All Star game. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what year it was. I saw the All Star game in Dallas at the at the at the the, the Jerry Jones yeah, Stadium, Jerry's World. And and uh, the basketball all star game and yeah. it was like yo it just the court like you guys in yeah. a normal arena you look big yeah but on that yeah in that stage yeah you just, look like it was like it was like little people basketball yeah definitely it's, it's when you put yeah because basketball stadiums but you twenty to twenty four twenty five thousand tops mm-hmm. if that you know you times that by three for <laughs> I mean literally <laughs> times, and the roof yeah yeah just yeah but it's yeah it's massive man yeah, it's I've never played in one like that. Um, playing in San Antonio back in the day, um, maybe. Um, yeah, when they used to close the thing off. But other than that, man, no. Nah, but yeah, that, that has to be an experience. Do you think it throws off the, 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 the actual players from the shots and the depth? Yeah, your equilibrium probably off a little bit. Your depth depth, depth perception probably off a little bit. Um, and they're literally you, on a stage. Yeah, definitely. That's what it is. You're on the stage playing, and, and it's... Yeah, it's probably, yeah, that definitely has something to do with it. But you get to practice on the court a couple of days beforehand. That might help with it. Um, but, yeah, no, it was overall, um, it was a good game. So what, did you, what was your takes on it? I thought it was good. I thought it was a good game. I, I got to be honest, I, I don't have a horse in the race. Yeah. But the late, great Fife Dog from A Tribe Called Quest, I was rooting for North Carolina because <clears throat> nobody I ever met loved North Carolina more than Fife Dog. That's what's up. Yeah, I see you posted that. Yeah. That's what's up. So 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 not having really any emotional ties to it. And and I I have my issues with Roy Williams, but I gotta tell you after after it was coincidental and it was it was an emotional thing, obviously, but but last year, um UNC lost to Villanova and, and it was it was it was hours after Fife passed, and, and I mean, this guy was about, I'm telling you, he was a sports fanatic, but UNC basketball, yeah. 
So yeah. when they lost that way, I was just like, I know this guy is somewhere going crazy. Yeah. So I was really happy that they won just because, just yeah. for that and his family. I know that That's anybody that knows him and loves yeah. him knows North Carolina basketball meant everything to him. So I was, ha- I was happy they won. That's a good thing, man. Yeah, it was a really cool thing. Um, and then, of course, uh, before we get into the NBA, my favorite coach that I like to uh, break his chops, Gino Oriema. 111 wins. Wow. Did you watch that game? I didn't see it, man. Uh, I wish I I'm, I'm mad I missed it. Um, I found it at the end, like, like why they lost. That's crazy, right? <laughs> like, just to hear that they, like, they actually lost. Did you feel, like, good or did you feel like, oh, crap, they lost? Like, do you care at all? I didn't carry the way, but, but I was definitely in shock that they actually lost, you know, and didn't even have a chance to make it to the championship game. No. You know, that's the, that's the surprise. Like, if they would have lost in the championship game, I would have been like, all right, cool, this championship game. They got it made. Didn't, didn't even make it to the championship game. No. And, Hey, you got hey, Mississippi State did that thing, man. They came out and hey, they were ready for that challenge. Them losing by 60 last year, they still had that bitter taste in their mouth. You know, so they played all season long to have that, that shot at redemption. And they got it, and they, and they seized the moment. They seized the moment. And, and I got to tell you, listen, I know how good <clears throat> women's basketball is at a high level. Yeah. I have competed against these women. I got, uh, uh, let me say, uh, my ass cracked. Uh, playing against women, uh, I played once with a bunch of actors. Okay. Versus the majority of the women's Olympic team. Okay. Now they they beat us horribly. I mean easily, and and but I got to say I was impressed when you play with them. First yeah. of all, the, the way they the way any high level team plays, the yeah. coaching and the the way they move the ball Everything around. Yeah, it's, this is it's a, a bunch different of, level. It's a bunch of dumb actors I'm yeah. playing with. Yeah, so they can and they definitely go be competitive. You know, they're going to be competitive. <laughs> We're are, dumb. Yeah, and they definitely not going to try to let you guys win by any means. Now, and we so. came to their gym. It was yeah. like not even. It was like a non issue. So so I have total respect for for the women's game. Yeah, definitely, man. They play hard. They play hard, they and do. They, they do play. They play the sound the, exactly. The fundamentals, man. Since the WNBA came back, man, I was like early on. You know, girls like Cynthia Cooper. You yep. know what I'm saying like Coop could, like she could get it done. Yes, on a nightly basis, man. That one dribble pull up and all that. <clears> like <throat> Tina Thompson, Shores, all like um, Sue Bird, Diana <clears throat> Taurasi, and them. Weatherspoon. Yep. You know what I'm saying for your. New York team, the yep. Liberty. Uh, yep. It was Kim Hampton. Yep. You no, know, nah, it was good basketball, man. But they definitely are competitive, man. And, and they go out and they play the right way. That being said, yes. Gino Oriema. Uh-huh. I, I, just, just, I don't mind him getting kicked a couple of times in the shin. Yeah. Okay, Gino. <laughs> I, I, don't mind, I don't mind you losing. I didn't mind. And, and I, the funny thing about him losing um, after a 111 game uh, uh, win streak is that he has the same face. When he lost and he win, like he was smiling I, after the actually, game. Actually, I think the lo- that laugh was like, "Oh, we are human." Oh yeah, you know, I think that like everything came like to reality. You know I'm saying after he did, it came back to reality. Like, oh, we are like that. Was what that smile said to me? Yeah, like we are human. And 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 I'm sure it probably takes the pressure off of of him and and, and the rest <laughs> of his team because. I mean, everybody likes to win, but after a certain point, it's like the pressure of that has to be crazy. That being said, in my opinion, my humble opinion, and I'm not a professional, yeah. but I know what I see and I see what I know, 
They were outcoached in overtime. They were not ready for a barn burner. Yeah. They were not ready for an overtime scrappy game. That little point guard of Mississippi State. Yeah, she could play. She wasn't playing. Not at all. The game before she had what forty two. Yeah, and she's and, and you know I think she's like five two, which yeah. in the NBA is the equivalent of like five seven. Definitely. Okay. She's Isaiah Thomas. She's Isaiah Thomas. Yes. Anyway, this is the two man. We were taking calls eight four four six three. We're going over the skinny skinny genification moment of the week. We're going to play a game that I wanted to uh, run by you, Kenyon. Okay. The name of the game is called WWKD. WWKD, that stands for What Would Kenyon do. Okay? Okay. So I wanted to throw that at you. We're, we're going to play that in the next segment. Definitely. Uh, the playoffs are coming up. All right, this is where we are in the, in, the, in the playoff picture. Cleveland and Boston are playing tonight. That's a big game tonight. Not if you ask LeBron. Now, well, what does that mean? Like, I mean, you know what? I, I feel like this. I, I've, I've talked about, like, how the regular season does matter. Yeah. But I really feel like, and, and you know, listen, I'm the first person to, to, to break his, break. can you say break his balls on the radio, Jordan? Can you say break his balls? Jordan's the ba- producer of the show. Basketballs? Break his bat. I'm the first person to break bronze basketballs. Definitely. Um, but I really don't think it makes a difference to the Cleveland Cavaliers yeah. if they're in the first first position or second. What, what do you think? At the end of the day, with this team. I just think it's all about matchups, uh, of course. Um, if they're one, if they end, they play Miami in the first round uh, versus two playing Indiana, maybe. I think that's the only thing that it really matters, but at the end of the day, they're going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals as long as LeBron shows up to play, I think, um, which they're vulnerable in ways, but I just, as, as long as he has his mind set up that he's going to be unstoppable, right? I don't think nobody can get in the way of that, you know, and from his statements and comments as of late, I think that's what it is. I think he has his mind made up that, that once, what, April, whatever, 19, 20, whatever that first game might be, that, that that's what he's going to do. So so we should get our popcorn and sit back and it should be entertaining. Yo, I, I, listen, again, I'm the first person to break LeBron's basketballs. But, but one thing that no one could take away from him, no one could argue, that dude competes. Yeah, He plays ball every single game. And he truly, truly, he doesn't just talk the talk as far as wanting to win. He wants He wants to win. Yeah. And, and and one of the things he wants to win by any means necessary in terms of he is very unselfish, and I, I mean he's yo he's he's good man. Yeah, no, he, he like he like the conversation always goes MVP MVP MVP. No, he has four of them. But like everybody knows that he can get it every year if if need be. If they want to just send it to Cleveland or wherever LeBron decides to put on the jersey, they can do that because he makes everyone around him that much better. It makes them believe that they can actually play at this level at a high level, you know. So when you un- when you're that arguably the best player in the world, in a lot of people's opinion, he, like he I mean, is, right now he's like he is. yeah. So when you're that unselfish, right, and it just it just trickles down, you know. what I'm saying everybody having to having to buy into it. Yeah, I, I I agree. He he's he's sick. So so in the Eastern Conference, it's Cleveland and Boston. They're going to play tonight. Then in, in the third position is Toronto, Washington, then Milwaukee, Atlanta, who, like, it's like they might as well not even be there as, as little as they get discussed. Not that I feel like they're going to be some sleeper underdog. Yeah. 
Somehow or another, the Chicago Bulls are not just in the playoffs. They're in the seventh seed. And the Indiana Pacers and Paul George are in the eighth seed with Miami creeping up from, creeping up from behind. Shout out to Biggie Smalls. And uh, unfortunately, my Detroit Pistons and Stan Van Gundy, I feel like they are done. I love to see Stan Van Gundy in the playoffs. <clears throat> the Celtics and Cavaliers tonight. Does this make any difference, Kenyon? I think it's more important to Boston than it is to Cleveland. To get the first? To- yeah, yeah, because they haven't been there. You know, they haven't had this amount of success as a unit yet. You know, so it's very important, man, um, because you have to start somewhere. You know, so they're looking at this as a building block. Right. You know, if they can get the number one seed this year, and then you build on the success that you had this year, whether they make it or not, you build on that. You know, so once you've been at the top of the conference, you don't want to be lingering around six, seven, eight anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so you believe that you need to, that you're going to do what it takes in order to be one, two, three team in the conference. You right. Know? So I think it's more important to to Boston um, than it is to Cleveland at this point because they that they need that motivation, they need that confidence in order to know. Okay, we know we can play with this team just in case we meet them in the West. Uh, I mean, in the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's more important than them. Mm-hmm. The West is shaping up with the Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry, who, listen, yo, homeboy's averaging 25, 26 a game, and he's getting his, uh, as they say, swagger back. <laughs> or he's just, you know, finally putting, you know, the, the, the pedal close to the metal. Did some crazy. Do you see that pass last night? Yeah, that was. It was a great illegal pass. Great illegal. It was so great. You know what made it the most great illegal pass possibly ever in the history of the NBA is that it was hard to even pick up on the illegalities when you rewound it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I had to rewind it like three or four times. Like, did he pick that up? Like, what was that? Yeah, it was. It was. It was a great pass. Um, a great illegal pass. Yeah, that was def- like he pulled yeah. a magic trick yeah. on the hunt. Like, if you can't pick it up on Instagram watching it over and over, yeah. you know the refs are like, oh, yeah, they couldn't pick it up live, you know, and they didn't. You know, they, were, they were watching the show just like the millions of people watching it around the world and the 30, 20-some thousand people that was <laughs> watching it at the arena. You know, the, um, the ref was watching the show just like us. Yeah. San Antonio, they're going to be in second place. Golden yeah. State's going to keep that first place. Yes, yeah, yeah, they're going to be. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to change too much. Nope. At the bottom, maybe Portland and Denver. Yep. Um, and whoever else is fighting for maybe tenth. But I, what is, what's so glaring to me? Like, just look at the um, like Cleveland and Boston in the East. Mm-hmm. There are they thirteen games in front of the ninth seed. Mm-hmm. And Golden State and and Denver, look at that number. Mm-hmm. You know that's they twenty six and a half games in front of you know that's like that's crazy, right? Like that's and they just tell you like how how better team wise that the West is. You know, and then yeah. they continue to beat up on the East each and every each and every year. You know, but there should be some interesting matchups in the first round um, in the West. I think um, with that Utah and the Clippers matchup. Should definitely be a good one. Clippers play the best basketball of the season. Yeah, definitely. They're getting their swagger. And and nobody wants to play Memphis, man. Nobody wants Listen, to play them. Nobody, why, why not, Kenyon? Nobody wants to play Memphis, what, man. What makes it tough? You played against pretty much the same crew. Yeah. That crew has been intact for, for years now. Yeah. What, what What is tough about that team? They just, man, they grind, man. They they grind. Um, they They're going to play defense. They're going to. 
play their style of basketball. Right. You know, they're not going to change because the rest of the league has changed. They're going to go out there. They're going to defend. They're going to throw the ball in the Zach. They're going to throw it into Gasol. He's just getting back healthy. Yep. You know, so I think for them is, you know, we're going to go out and we're going to beat the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I think that matchup in in a seven-game series, how well, however long the series goes, you know, it's going to be brutal for whoever has to play them. I agree. You know, I they, agree. Yeah, go on, they go climbing your jersey, and they're going to get after you. What 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 what, what we, we've talked about uh, Zebo, who's one of my favorite players, that style of uh, of of offense and just his toughness. Marcus All, what what was he like to go against? He seems so slow on TV. He seems yeah. slow, and he probably is slow to the average NBA player. But like, what was it like competing against him? Yeah, they both Mark and Zebo, man. They both um, they do what they um, um, they use what they have. Well, they're not the most athletic guys, but they know how to. Get done what they need to get done with the with the athletic ability that uh-huh. they've been given, you know. So they go out, man, and um, for me playing against Mark, it was for me just knowing that his skill set is there. You know, what I'm saying he's a very skillful player, right? You know, so just playing him honest, man. Like I play him and Zach the same way. Me and Zach had some classic battles. You guys went at it, yeah, man. Especially in the playoffs the year I was with the Clippers, um, we battled in the first round and. It was just some good basketball, man. It was, and then um, the referee was like, hey, as long as y'all keep it right here, I'm going to let y'all rock. You know, so it never crossed the line, but we're going to get after it. And and I, and that's who they are. Right. You know, that's who they are. You know, and um, myself and Reggie Evans was in the game, man, and me and Reggie the same kind. Of, um, so I, we cut from the same cloth in a certain uh-huh. sense, man, that we're going to bring our hard hat each and every night. The same thing with Mark and Zebo. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They go bring their hard hat each and every night that they lace them up. And I think that's – Makes for interesting series. Yeah, fun, fun competition. All right, this is the two man weave. Again, we're taking calls eight four four six three five. I like to say it as fast as I possibly can. Eight four four six three five six six eight four. That's eight four four six three five six six eight four. The www ww. Sorry, let me say it again. <laughs> it's the debut of the wwkd game. What would Kenyon do? The other night, Lance. Stevenson, who's back in the NBA, yeah. is back to being Lance Stevenson. Yeah, he was. Uh, the game was running out. The Pacers were winning the game considerably, and Lance Stevenson, instead of dribbling the ball out, dribbling the clock out, decided to make a layup. <coughs> Demar Derozan and PJ Tucker and the rest of the Toronto Raptors took offense to this. A couple of weeks ago, DeMar DeRozan did the same thing against the Sixers. They were up 30, and he did a windmill dunk. The Sixers didn't do anything. What is this whole phenomenon? And last night, you're on the court. You're a part of the Raptors. What would Kenyon do? Would you walk off? Do you care? Do you not care? Would you tell Lance your your, your butter soft? Would you meet him in the tunnel? What would Kenyon do? Um, first and foremost, I didn't know De- DeMar DeRozan did that. I didn't see it. Yes, it I, happened. I didn't see it. Windmill dunk. So that's that. That takes it to a different level for me. That that explains a little bit. Maybe uh, I don't know if Lance saw that or not. Maybe it's a little payback. I don't know. Um, let's start there. I don't think it. You know, Lance ain't thinking that far behind. Okay, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. Yeah, because yeah, if you didn't see it, he probably yeah, didn't def- see it. Definitely, it probably went over his head as well. Because you're you're now yeah. you're effectively part of the media. You yeah. see clips. Yeah, I see stuff. Yeah, but you, I you, didn't you, see. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Yeah, but, it happened. Can, yeah, and he didn't I, just I dunk it. He yeah. windmill dunked. Okay, so that's so that's for him to have a problem for him to be right in the mix of it. Um, 
when after Lance did the layup for him to have a problem with it and approach him as well. A little hypocritical. Right. Um, maybe because who it is, it's Lance Stevenson. Everybody know the antics and all that. I guess they didn't want to go for it. But I knew PJ was going to have a problem with it. Right. Um, but what would Kenyon do? What would Kenyon do? Like, specifically, like, would you even bat an eye at him? Um, or would you, would you bat two yeah, eyes? Yeah, because of who it is, uh, maybe. And for two, I wouldn't have brought that much attention to it. I would have said something to him. I, I would have, I'm going to see you in the back. Right. Or I'm going to see you this summer. Or right. Some along that effect, maybe. You know, but yeah, because you know, you're not going to, playoffs are looming. Right. You're not going to get into a fight right now. Right. You know, so I just think it, a little extra on the court, but I get the reaction because I probably would have, I would have been pissed. What what is offensive about that? That they're winning and he's scoring extra two points. I mean, doesn't he look like the idiot, or yeah, is it that, rubbing it in? It's like you padding your stats for one, right? You know, um, all right, it's your first game back. You're not that excited. It's not your first game in the league, right? No, if it's your first game in the league, you may get a pass. You're a rookie, whatever. Just a lifelong dream of yours. You're on a ten day, you know. Different factors, you know, for different people. Got you. You know, but for him to do that, I think people looked at it as, here Lance go again. Right. You know, being Lance. Right. You know, so yeah, so they took offense to it, you know, and but but for me, I'm I'm, I probably would have been a little perturbed about the situation, knowing, all right, you up, all right, just dribble the ball out, man. Wasn't nobody down there with him. I can see if we were running back on defense. Only one person running back, that's Corey Joseph. Right. And shout out to Corey Joe. He threw the ball at him. Yes. Missed him. <laughs> he missed him, but he threw the ball at him. Like, I just think, like, hey, it's just, it's principles and certain things, man. I just, I look at it as me and Marcellus had this on uh, on TV earlier um, about, I asked him, so it's the same thing in football, right? Mm. About the kneel down. Yeah. So if they fake kneel down and the dude go long and throw it and they score, are y'all going to be upset? What did he say? He said he wouldn't. He wouldn't. No, but I said somebody else might take offense to that. Mm-hmm. No, just because you don't care about the score of the game. If you lose, and you lose. And that was his point. Who cares if it's two more points? Right. Who cares if it's another touchdown? Well, right. somebody else might take offense to it. You know, and PJ and them did. So, so, no, but so, for me, I'm going to say something to him. You're going to say so, so? I'm going to say something to him, but I'm not going to take it to all of that. I'm going I'm to I'm say what I got to say to him. And keep it moving. And see what his response would be. And if you take it like you disrespectful, uh, that extra disrespect, then yeah, we going well, then we go handle it. That's the world premiere answer on the first ever. What would Kenyon do? It's a game that is is is. I I think that this game is going to take over a, a national craze. <laughs> this is the two man weave. We're taking calls. We'll be right back with the skinny genification moment of the week. Eight four four six three five six six eight four. I want to hear if you could take a guess on what the skinny genification moment of the week will be. Patrick Ewing is now a head coach. I want to talk about that. Sweaty Pat. Sweaty Pat is back. <laughs> this is the two-man weave. Kenyon Martin, Michael Rapport will be right back with the skinny genification moment of the week. Yes, sir. Two-man weave continues after this on the NBA on TuneIn. Hi, uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah, hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just wanted to call, 
I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck. Uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. Is now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores you've ever had. In 01, we stayed up all night telling ghost stories with the neighbors. Yeah, I know I've got a bit of wear and tear. And sadly, in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit that accidentally started a wildfire. When a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Sparks from an improperly extinguished fire pit can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hi. Uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah. Hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just want to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck, uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Stay out of their lane. It's Two Man Weave with Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. Oh, did Martin get that? On the way back down, he tipped in the alley-oop. The set play out of the timeout. That might be the dunk of the night. All right, the guy said stay out of our lane. He's not just saying that because it sounds cute. 
I, I suggest he actually stays out of lane. Uh, can can you would you agree? I agree, brother. In multiple ways. Multiple ways. It's the two man weave: Kenyon Martin, Michael Rappaport, Russell Westbrook. After round, and averaged a triple double. Yeah, not got one. Yeah, average. Averaged a triple double. It's going down. He made history. He tied Oscar Robertson. Forty-one triple doubles. It's it's done. And he's not sitting down. He's not resting. I mean, they blew out. Uh, they blew out. Who did they play last night? Who was that? Jordan. Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yeah, and, and and he he chilled in the, in the third quarter as you should when you're yeah. blowing him out. Um. He's got the MVP of the season. I think so. Uh, he's my MVP. He should should very well much be the league's MVP, man. That's 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 impressive, now, to say Ken, the least. Kenyon, you 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 might have a phone number here. I I I am begging Adam Silver to implement a ruling today. Now maybe you have a number I could call. I want the season MVP to be given out. Before the playoffs start, the regular season MVP should be given out before the playoffs start for no other reason than to antagonize either Russell Westbrook or James Harden because as it stands today, and I don't think it's going to change, the Houston Rockets will be playing the Oklahoma City Thunder in the first round. Not that these guys aren't competitive enough, but just imagine if they give that award out and I say they should really time it, like the day before. <laughs> the day before. <clears throat> and they give it to Harden or they give it to, to, to Russell. It's just going to make them even more competitive. Do you have a phone number in your phone to the league office, Adam Silver, somebody, a pay phone, somebody I could call? I want to make this happen, Kenyon. Yeah. Why wait till the playoffs start to, to discuss the regular season MVP? Yeah, I get it because the votes are in already. Like you, like you stated before, man, uh, it don't take that long to count up the votes. What is that, 350 people, 1,000? Let's say it's 5,000 people. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's nothing. That's nothing. Yeah, that's nothing. I think it's yeah, just going to get it out the way. And like you said, it definitely will add fuel to that fire. I mean, that's I, that first-round matchup. I mean, that's going to be that's going to be the matchup. It, it, that's the way things stand. Uh, the first round, Oklahoma versus Houston, one of those guys is winning the MVP. Yeah, definitely. Definitely one of those guys will win it. If if. If not, have our first ever co. We'll see. But I think Russ has done enough right now, man. Like you said, averaging a triple-double, which hasn't been done since Oscar in the 60s, man, is is a great, great accomplishment in itself. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So uh, I, you didn't answer the question, can you? Can, you, can I please get a phone number? Please. I got you. Give I me got some, you. somebody to call. I got you. And I, I'm not going to say, oh, Kenyon gave me your number. I'm not going to – I'm just going to say I, I, I got friends. I know people. Yeah. In high places. Yeah, and Adam Silver's going to be like, How do, why are you calling me? It's uh, like, I'm, I, want, I want the phone number by his bet. Yeah, that one. You know what I mean? Like, you had some, uh, you had your comings and goings with the, with the NBA league office. I want the number. I got you. Okay? I got you, brother. I got you. All right, because this is, this is, why are they waiting? I have no idea. Add fuel to the first round fire. Nobody, even the biggest basketball fans, gets hyped up for first round basketball. Okay? I want to see a pissed off. James Harden. I want to see his beard maybe sort of uh, unshaven. Because you ain't winning the MVP. Russell's going to win the MVP. But the real MVP will be the person who gets to the second round. Because none of it matters, Kenyon. You win the MVP trophy and your team gets bumped? Yeah. Do you really want that MVP trophy anymore? 
Some guys, yeah. Some guys, <clears throat> excuse me. Some guys more about um, more important about the win. You know, that's um, it depends on who it is. But I think both of those guys can care about the win. Um, they that they really care if their team win or lose. You know, so we shall see. You know, uh, whoever whoever shall take that piece of hardware home, um, we'll add some some added incentives on the first round matchup. I agree. I agree. And um, all right, the people the people have been they've been wanting it. Waiting for it, talking about it. <clears throat> this is, we need to get some theme music. You know any producers that could produce like a little beat, like sample free? Can you know, you, you, you like, you, you about that hip hop. You know any, like, you, you, you never like, like so many, so many athletes, they, they, they open up record labels uh-huh. and all that stuff. No, nah, never me. Like a money pit. Yeah, it definitely is. I That's a money pit. Yeah, I wasn't putting money into it. I had a couple guys that was around that could, that was actually nice, I thought. Right. But, um, as far as me putting money into it, no. No, nah, that wasn't. No. It wasn't my thing. Uh, no. I can I can find a whole lot of other things I'd rather do with my money than just set fire to it. Yes, the skinny genification moment of the week is coming up. We have a phone call. Okay. Uh, we have a phone call about a former MVP. Uh, who we got on the line here? Anthony, what's crackalacking? Hey, how you doing, man? Yeah, I got a question. I got I got a, it's a two part question. Uh, what's your opinion on if the Knicks should be signed Derrick Rose next year? Being that he had a decent year, it's just, you know, bad habit of getting hurt. Hey, whoa, 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 Anthony, 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 listen, listen. <laughs> Take the pastrami sandwich out of your mouth. I, I can't understand. What's the what's the question, Anthony? I'm asking you what your opinion is if the Knicks should re-sign Derrick Rose next year. Being that he had a good, decent year, mm. being that he got hurt at the end of the year, but he had a very good year. It was productive. I got you, got you. That's a good question. I'll let Kenyon. I'll let Kenyon take the floor on that. Um, yeah, I, I don't think Derrick Rose was the problem this year. You know, I think he should definitely be able to come back and help the team. Um, depends on who, what other point guards, other pieces that they have in place. Um, I don't think Derrick Rose was the problem for you guys this year. I think he's still he's still servable. Um, I think he can get it done night on a nightly basis. Um, still athletic. Um, probably not as athletic as he once was, but um, he still can get it done. Thank you for the call, Anthony. Thank you for listen, Anthony. Anthony? Anthony? All right, Anthony's gone. All right. This is the skinny genification moment of the week. The big news that everybody was tweeting about and hashtagging about, and it was discussed all over all the sports uh blogs, sports shows, sports sports pundits. I I wonder if Kenny even had to do it. The skinny genification moment of the week was LeBron James came over to the bench when they were in a tight game against the Indiana Pacers and my man Paul George, who has the strongest hairline in all of sports. <laughs> Kenyon, is that thing not a thing of beauty? That, it's gorgeous. That hairline is strong, man. That's awesome, huh? <laughs> so they were in a tough battle the other day, and, and, and Kenyon... Uh, you you saw this, LeBron James. Uh, I think he didn't give. First of all, he ignored his coach Ty Lue, who I think I just call him his flunky. Um, and 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 then and then him and Tristan got into a spout. Now these things happen. The reason why this is the skinny genification moment of the week is because this is another big bunch of discussion over something that doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Yeah, I agree. It's just one of them things, man. That well, when you're on the court. Um, emotions are riding high. We all know that's an emotional game, and and LeBron is arguably the leader of that team. You know, so he has more more voice than than most on the team, and we get it. 
but I think in, with 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 comes like with that sometimes when a guy's the the face and the voice normally of the organization or the team, and then he has the pulse of all his guys, they tend to think that they're always right. That that person. That person. And in this case, it might have been LeBron. I don't know what what the discrepancy was, what the argument was, what they were beefing over. I don't know. I wasn't there. But and it looks from my angle, from my view, that Tristan wasn't trying to hear it. Right. You no, know, Tristan thought he was right in whatever they were talking about. Good for Tristan. Yeah. You no, know, you got to stand up for yourself if you feel you're right. You know, it's. I'm saying we're in the heat of the battle. We're in this thing together. I'm saying we're trying to win. You know, you saw something that I didn't see, or vice versa. Right. Or you might have thought I should have ran here and I didn't, or whatever the case may be. You know, but it just these these quote unquote superstars sometimes they they tend to think that they're right. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not not always the case, but but Tristan had an opinion about whatever the situation was, and he's he's allowed to voice that. Right. And and I think it's probably. And I, I know from this, probably was the way LeBron said it as opposed to what he was saying. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and I was glad. Yo, Tristan's like, yo, listen, you're the dude, but don't be flipping on me. I got my girl in the crowd. She's got on some, 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 some sick outfit. You screaming on me. She's probably within earshot. You know, don't disrespect. And I think that's kind of good. I think it's good for just people to argue and, and, and air things out sometimes. That's a skinny genification moment of the week because yeah. it was all over Twitter. Yeah, for no reason. Like, it's just people, man, need need something to talk about, and they're looking at it as, oh, oh see, I told you they were struggling. So they're not even getting along now. You know, that's what that was. The people looking at the situation, the way March went for the team, right. losing record and standing the third. You know, people looked at it, oh, yeah, they – they unraveling. I told you they wasn't gonna do it again. You know, so that's what people took it to. You no, know, yeah. but it's but it's, it's nothing. It's absolutely nothing. And 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 you know, as much as I want to see Cleveland go down, they are. You know what it's gonna be, man. They're gonna lock and load. They'll they'll lose a game here and there in the playoffs, and they're gonna be sitting there while the the West, whoever whoever makes it there, has been battling out in first round uh, matches versus Portland and Memphis. God forbid OKC. These are not these are not teams that are like even even Portland versus Golden State. Dame Dollar always does well against Golden yeah, State. Yeah, he because he looks at them as his peers. Like I know what I can do against y'all. Like I'm not and an all star ever. Not at all, and and I should be. And I'm y'all on TV every night. I need to be on TV every night, so I'm finna show the world now. Now that we're on prime time, each each playoff game is on TV. He's like, I'm gonna show y'all. What it is up in this Northwest. And he's from Oakland. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So he got a chip on his shoulder, man. Yeah. So whoever's going to be scrapping, banging, shooting it out in the West Coast, Cleveland's going to make it to the finals before them. That's what I imagine. Barring injury. And I hope everybody stays healthy. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite players of all time, even before he was a Nick. And I, I couldn't stand him uh, 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 in college because I, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, I was rooting for my other teams in the Big East when the Big East was the Big East. When the Big East ruled everything, even you suckers down at the ACC, nothing was cooler, nothing was flyer, nothing was doper. Nothing had more flavor than the 1980s Big East Conference. I don't care about Michael Jordan and any of those ACC chumps, Duke, Virginia, Ralph Sampson. They were all doing their thing, but the Big East ruled, and the biggest, baddest dude in the Big East was Patrick Ewing. He was the focal point. He was the centerpiece 
He was Georgetown basketball. Obviously, John Thompson put the battery in his back. They used to battle it out with Syracuse, Boston College, UConn. It was just beautiful. He's been dying. Nobody I've seen, a 50, a 50 greatest player of all time, has wanted to be an NBA coach as much as Patrick Ewing. And he's back. Hoya Paranoia is back. I'm breaking out my Georgetown starter jacket, Kenyon. That's what's up. I want to get some uh, some Hoya-colored Big Nikes. Remember the Big Nikes? Yeah, I got you. Um, I want to hear what you think about Patrick Ewing taking over as Georgetown coach. We'll be right back. We're going to break down everything about Pat Ewing. I want to hear what Pat Ewing meant to you. You must have admired him as a big man coming up. Yeah, Pat could play, man. Um, yeah, hats off to him, man. That's a great thing, man, for him to be able to go back there and be able to take over. We're going to break all that down and more. Two-man weave, Kenyon Martin, Michael Rappaport. We're taking more calls, 844-635-6684. Hoya Paranoia is back, baby. Two-man weave will be right back. It's the NBA on TuneIn, your home for the NBA Finals. Hi, uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah, hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just want to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck, uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. Is now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores you've ever had. In 01, we stayed up all night telling ghost stories with the neighbors. Yeah, I know I've got a bit of wear and tear. And sadly, in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit that accidentally started a wildfire. When a summer breeze carried one of my embers 
into some dry brush. Sparks from an improperly extinguished fire pit can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hi, uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah, hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just want to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck, uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. We're back. You're listening to the confrontational front court of Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. The beautifully by Kenyon Martin against his old teammate in his old hometown. Kmart takes the air right out of the building. It's Two Man Weave on the NBA on TuneIn. All right, we're Two Man Weaving. Kenyon Martin, and Michael Rappaport. We're in the building. Uh, Patrick Ewing is the new coach of Georgetown University. I'm sure he was so happy to get out of Charlotte. And, and, and what was he doing in Charlotte anyway? If, 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 you, if you're an assistant coach for a team and you're able to leave the day you get another job, are you really like doing like was he really needed there? Or was this just like like a friends and family job? Like I feel like Michael Jordan has been playing tricks with Patrick Ewing since the 80s, man. Since he made that shot. Hey man, this is <laughs> Yeah, you can leave, man. Uh, great opportunities. Yeah, you know, you know um, it's a, it's stated in contract. I'm pretty sure, you know, what I'm saying, if you get a great opportunity, something else comes about, you can, you can pack your things, and we'll take your name off the door. Yeah, you know, and one and, of them situations. But congratulations to Pat Ewing, man. Well deserved. Well deserved. You uh, uh, were a big man, a fierce, tough big man. As a kid, Patrick's from another generation. Mm-hmm. What, what did what did Patrick Ewing's game? His toughness, his tenacity, the defensive presence—you know, you growing up watching big men. Mm-hmm. What does Patrick Ewing uh, stand for as far as a basketball player? What did he bring to the game in the NBA in college? A big man that can step out and shoot jumpers first and foremost. Um, fearless competitor, um, excellent, excellent shot blocker. Um, saw that at Georgetown. Started mm. early, you know, uh, protecting that rim at all costs, and then coming to the league, man, and then. Fine tuning that offensive game. Yeah, you know he was a he was a force to be reckoned with when there were true true centers in the league. Bunch of them. A bunch of them, man. And he he held it down. Uh, it's just very unfortunate that he ran up against a few all time greats. You know what I'm saying on the on the quest for NBA championship. You know that's very unfortunate. Uh, he's he definitely one of the fifty greatest of all time. Um, you know uh, I just. Just he just ran up against that bus a few times, man. But Pat Pat Ewing, man, he's he's arguably one of the best big men to do it. And you're you're right because he he was one of the one of the the the, the uh, best jump shooting big men, and he had that fadeaway and that turnaround from from deep. Yeah, definitely, man. He can get it done. 
Um, back to the basket, facing the basket. Um, like I said, free throw line extended or whatnot. You know, but yeah, it's it's just so um, just one of them things. You know, people look back at it, and some some Knicks fans, not you, um, but some guys, <laughs> be, um, oh, the layup, the layup. You know, but nah, man, he. Oh, that doesn't define him at all. Not at all, not at all, man. He had a great, excellent career. You know, um, but yeah, it's well deserved, man. It's, but the unfortunate thing about the situation is. Um, that he, uh, he has to fire his son. Right. You know, son can't stay on the job. You know, son had the job. Son was already on staff there. They have to fire him? Yeah, he can't. Um, his son can't be on staff. You know, Why is that? There's some some clause in the contract. Um, was it nepotism? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah that, that's in the contract. Man, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, so his son can't, son can't work for him. You know, I guess, <laughs> I guess it's been in place. I didn't you know? even know that. Do you know Patrick Ewing Sr.? Wants that job and be like, listen, son, yeah, I love you. Your son already on, yeah, yeah, and that's and that's an unfortunate situation. I didn't even know that. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's just one of them things, man. That his, his son's already on staff there, been there, been there for two years now. One of the things that doesn't get mentioned when we talk about the greatness of Patrick Ewing, mm-hmm. nobody sweated. Oh yeah, <laughs> like Patrick Ewing. Yo, unbelievable, man. Like that, yeah, yeah. Pat, Pat definitely had to change his uniforms at halftime. The free throw line, they would have to, they'd have to dab it off after he was like, there'd be like a little yeah. puddle. Yeah, they, they definitely. Hey, Pat, hey, I saw an interview of Pat was doing not too, earlier today or yesterday, whenever it was, man. And Pat was sweating like it was the fourth quarter. Patrick. Doing the interview, like, I was like, wow, they need to get Pat a headband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got to be hey, the first coach, coach to rock a headband. Hey, t- Pat going to need his own personal towel, boy. Yo, him behind him on the sideline. That would be a good Yo. look, you know, like because his whole thing was he was tough, he was intimidating. Yeah. Imagine a head coach out there yeah. with a headband. Yeah. You, you're gonna listen, like, yeah. yo, this dude looks crazy. Yeah, definitely, man. But he hey, he go out to have that towel over his shoulder like his head coach did, um, John Thompson. And Jerry, know? yes, yes, get no, the Jerry Tarkanian, yeah, John Thompson thing. Yeah, definitely, man. Yo, Pat Ewan, I'm so happy for you. I I really know that you've wanted that coach for a long time, and what a better place if you're not gonna be the New York Knicks head coach to do it at Georgetown. I, I, the, the Big East, it's never going to be the same, but having you there and having Mullen at St. John's reminds me of the good old days, and, and, and just congratulations, man. Congratulations. Yes, sir. The Knicks, my New York Knicks, continue to do the, the, the unheard of, the baffling. Now, and I really want your take on this, Kenny Moore. You, you, were, you were a part of two teams that went to the finals, yeah. the 2001-2002 New Jersey Nets, your rookie season. My second year. Second year? Yeah. Excuse me. You're good. And the 2002-2003 New Jersey Nets, which would consequently be your third year. Yeah. Okay. You guys came up short both times. Yes. I'm going to double back to that. Gotcha. For some reason, after all we've been through with the New York <laughs> Knicks, just this year, just this year, like, I mean, you could do, like, you know, I'm a documentary filmmaker. You could do a documentary just on this year of the New York Knicks. It's like... It's a general hospital over there. Definitely. It's literally like a soap opera. Like It seems like three years ago that there was a basketball game going on and Derrick Rose just didn't show up. It seems like four or five years ago that the Charles, Lo- the Charles Oakley incident happened and it just continued to just be an avalanche from then on. And to culminate the whole thing, for some unexplained reason, the New York Knicks wanted to have an 18th year anniversary <laughs> celebrating the last time they were in the finals and lost. 
Now, now, Canyon, my, my, my first question is this. Did your 2001 or 2002 or your 2002-2003 New Jersey Nets have some sort of uh, anniversary party for going to the finals? Great accomplishment. Yeah. But, but who wants to celebrate a loss like publicly like that? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't get it. Yeah, didn't win it. Um, yeah, no, we answer the question. No, we haven't had a reunion. Don't plan on having one. I mean, do you expect to get and, like a, a yeah, reunion? Yeah, uh, no, I, I don't expect that. Not at all. Because did nothing. Uh, we had a great regular season. We had a great playoff run, but we came up short twice. You know. Um, but yeah, nah, and uh, yeah, for the Knicks to do that, nah, I guess people, that's they trying to. Um, pull a wool over you guys' eyes as fans. You know, don't think about the season. Think about when we did something. You know, just think about 98, 99 when the lockout and we did somewhat decent because everybody came in not in shape. You know, that was, y'all think about them good times now. Don't think about what's going on now. Don't think about Phil Jackson. Let's think about 98, 99. The good old days when we went to the finals but lost. Yeah. Let's think about the good old days yeah. 18 years ago. 18. That's I mean, a long time ago. You know, but, but also, it's like, who celebrates an 18-year anniversary? Yeah. Like, I haven't been married 18 years, but I imagine on my 18, it'll be just like, ah, 20 you celebrate, yeah, yeah. 30, 40. Nice 50. round numbers. Yeah, nice, yeah, like 18. Nice, nice round numbers. You're not rounding up here. Especially you know, for something that's almost 20-year anniversary. Almost 20 years. What are we doing here, man? <laughs> hey, and, and, just... and they didn't invite Chris Childs. Yes. And even though he was injured, where was Patrick Ewing? Um, Pat probably was, uh, Pat probably, they probably called Pat and Pat was, uh, you know, I'm not coming there, man. And people were like, why Pat? Y'all hired Derek Fisher and Jeff Hornacek over me and I'm well deserving of that job. So Pat probably felt the way if they extended the invitation. We don't know. If they extended the invitation to Pat, hey, listen, you, listen, hey, hey, you never know who's in charge over there right now. It's definitely Pat. You, know, you see how they treated Oak in the garden. So, hey. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't extend the invitation. You know, it's disgusting. Definitely. A few other words that we can't say on air. And we haven't cursed we and haven't said had. any of those. What are we at? 30-something yeah, hours? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, what I tell you before, hey, we're professionals. This is like the PG version of Kenyon Martin. Hey, we're professionals. And Michael Rappaport. And Michael Rappaport. You know what I'm talking about? And, and I did curse one time early in the inception of the two-man weave. Kenyon, you yeah, you haven't you yeah, haven't yeah, yeah nah, that 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 curse yeah we was it S word yeah that was so long ago that's just like the the Derrick Rose not showing up that was three years ago we no don't one's even paying remember. attention no one's paying attention now you know you hey we're good because we're professionals we're professionals we're professionals it's a two man weave the professional two man weave we got to run it up the flagpole with the people that tune in if they could they could call us the professional two man weave you dig. That might be the skinny genification moment of the week. I, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got to have a, a little, you a little. Rethink it. Yeah, I got to rethink it because the fact that the Knicks had that that celebration, and again, my man Latrell Sprewell, he's in there, and I just don't, I just don't get the whole makeup of that crew. I don't get the whole makeup of, of celebrating that team without Patrick Hume, without Chris Childs on the seventh. That same day that they celebrated that team was the 17 year anniversary. Of Chris Childs two-piecing Kobe Bryant. Oh wow, you got the dates. Hey, that's <laughs> so they should have celebrated the 17th and the 18th. They should have did. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Hey, hey, why not? They celebrate other things that that pretty much didn't matter. But hey, the two-piece of Kobe Bryant. Now I'm a Kobe Bryant fan. Yeah, and you've talked about Kobe Bryant being about that life. Yeah, I think yeah, Kobe a scrap. Win, lose, or draw, man. 
That was a loss. Win, lose, a draw. <laughs> that day was, and I love Kobe, and I feel like that was a, that was a um, that pushed him to that next level of toughness. Yeah, yeah, he let a smaller guy get in his personal space. You know, he let a shorter guy get in his personal space where you didn't have the leverage to get your thing out first. But hey, I like the way you phrased that because he was actually truly in his personal space because yeah. it wasn't just a one piece. Yeah. It was a blah blah. Yeah. You don't see that often yeah, in the not NBA. At all, not at all. He got two off quick. You know, he knew they was going to break it up, so he, he got two off quick, and it was a cat fight after that. The injustice <laughs> of not letting Chris Childs come out there and get the applause. We have so little to live for as Knicks fans, and I, I don't mean that literally. I mean that figuratively as Knicks fans, that they, they, they didn't invite everybody there and just let us. We, all, we love them all. If we're yeah. going to celebrate, let's have a whole celebration. This is the two-man weave. The big games of the night, Cleveland Cavaliers are playing in Boston. Tristan Thompson is sitting out. Yo, this is impressive. He's sitting out for the first time in five years with a sprained thumb. Who would have thought? Yeah, who would have thought after playing with God only knows what? Yeah. He's sitting out for a sprained thumb. thumb. The Nuggets and Rockets are playing because the, 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 the Nuggets, Kenya Martin's former team, the Denver Nuggets, uh, are, are scrapping and fighting to get into playoff contention. So they're going to be competitive. And the Thunder and Grizzlies and the Derek, uh, the, the Russell Westbrook show uh, continues. And, and that's like playoff uh, ramifications there, too. Yeah. Uh, this whole thing about the regular season not mattering, it does matter, especially during this part of the regular season. The Los Angeles Clippers are playing their best ball of the season since they, uh, well, I don't say the best ball, but the most important ball of the season. Kenya, does the regular season matter? Um, to some, yes. I, I'm just a firm believer in that you try to win every game you're playing. Right. No, that's just my thought process, man. Um, you're not going to win every game you're playing. I've come to understand that and know that. It's never going <laughs> to happen. Play, I've played in a lot of basketball games in my life. Um, didn't win them all. Right. Um, still, the that that. That burn from losing still was every loss. Mm -hmm. You know, it felt the same. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, you know. But um, yeah, I just hate losing, man. Or anything, you know. So I took it personal. But uh, but I think it's that's just the day and age that we are. Mm -hmm. You know, um, everybody's complaining that eighty-two games is too many. Eighty-two games is too many. Um, so when everybody's complaining <clears throat> and guys are resting and and different things, um, I guess the regular season doesn't matter. Mm. You know, if you let if you let certain people write the book or or, or write the narrative on it, um, I guess it doesn't matter. And then the only thing you are playing for is championships. Um, I get it. Everybody's not going to win a ring, right? There's been some greats to play in this NBA that didn't win a ring. Shout out to Patrick Ewing. Shout out to Charles Barkley. Yes. You know, there's a few greats that didn't get it done. Shout out to Carl Malone. Definitely one of the top five all time. He Down chased fours. that ring too. You know, um, went to the Lakers. They came up short. You know, but. Just one of them situations that we all not going to win a ring, and so therefore the regular season is is a, I just think each game is important, man. I agree. Uh, I just think you go out there, man, and you try to win each and every game that you lace them up, and and try to better your situations for the playoffs. How do these guys sort of like now, like like OKC, they clinched mm -hmm. their spot. Yeah, Russell did what he needed to do. How do you balance between? I mean, I don't want to say it resting, but sort of. Pacing yourself before the playoffs and not losing yeah. the momentum. I think you cut his minutes back. 
you know, he still wants to go out there and keep that edge. Right. You still let him play because uh, he wants to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just cut his minutes back. You know, instead of him playing the whole first quarter, seven minutes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Instead of you putting him in with eight minutes to go in the second quarter, you put him in with six minutes to go in the second Got quarter. Got you. You know, so there's ways you can play it. There's things you can do, you know, to, for him to still be out there. Um, I know everybody, oh, he's, he's risking injury. Why don't he sit down? Injuries are a part of sports. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Right. You know, you can trip and fall and crack your head open walking out the door. You know what I'm saying? Anything can happen. Yep. You know, but... For for him, he just want um Russell. Um, he just wants to keep that competitive edge. I, I'm saying I get it. You know, what I'm saying if they locked in the six, they locked in the six. So he just wants to keep that edge. You know, he wants to play every game. He wants to play all, play all 82. <clears throat> so you just cut his minutes back. This is the two man weave. It's Kenya Martin dropping jewels. We're taking calls eight four four six three five six six eight four. Getting into the second hour of today's two man weave. More playoff talk. Paul George talk, and I want to try to predict my all-NBA teams. When we come back on the two-man weave, Kenyon Martin, Michael Rapport, NBA on TuneIn. You're listening to the NBA on TuneIn, your home for the NBA Finals. It's two-man weave. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. Hi. Uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith's phone number on it, and... Well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah, hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just wanted to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck. Uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up. And um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes... How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. It's now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single, boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. I spend a lot of time in the backyard... And I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores you've ever had. In 01, we stayed up all night telling ghost stories with the neighbors. Yeah, I know I've got a bit of wear and tear. And sadly, in 09, it was me. Your backyard fire pit. 
that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Sparks from an improperly extinguished fire pit can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hi, uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah, hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just wanted to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck, uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Get your popcorn ready. You're listening to Two Man Weave on the NBA on TuneIn. All right, we're back. <clears throat> Two Man Weave, NBA on TuneIn. Kenny Martin, Michael Rapport, got my producer, Jordan. They call him J-Dub. He's the, uh, the, the man with the fact-checking. Because we don't do that. We don't do that. Um, NBA, all-NBA this is an honor. I guess it's an honor. I mean, obviously, listen, anything would be an honor for me. <laughs> I was at the Clippers practice the other day. I was like, I, I, I literally said, Kenyon, I'm such a fan of basketball that I would intern as a ball boy for free. Clean the floor, uh, you know, sweep, just pass. Just to be around the game. Just because I love it. Just to be around the game. That's what's up, man. I love it. It's a great thing. You know what I mean? I, I, I put in an application and uh, no response. Hey, but we got this. No, so we got our own gig. I know that. We got our own gig. This is fa- this is fantastic for me. We got our own gig, brother. You know what? I'm, I'm reneging. I'm taking my application back. Hey, they don't understand your worth, man. I'm saying they don't understand your worth, Mike. And I said for free, yeah. I'd be an intern, yeah, a ball hey, boy intern. I'm 47 years old. Is that yeah. is that, should I? I mean, am I am I am I selling myself too short? Should I be hey, going for no, a GM just, job, hey, assistant man, coach? Hey, why? Hey. Fill out the paperwork. You never know. Head ball boy something? And they might have thought you were overqualified to be a ball boy. All-NBA, Kenyon. What does this mean to a player? Um, that I, I, I've never been – I don't think I've received votes. I don't know. I you never were all-NBA? I never paid attention to it. How could you have never been all-NBA? Voters. People that don't matter. Who, who's voting? Writers, I guess. Um, never been on all defensive team. Never, not once. <laughs> J.R. Smith got more um, defensive player to your votes than I did one year. That's crazy to me. Um, yeah, so yeah, that, yeah, that, 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 like the most alarming thing of my career. That, um, yeah, that was disappointing. That now you ask anybody that I played against about the defense that I played, and I guarantee they tell you. You know, you know I'm, I'm shocked. I thought you would be like, yeah, four times, three yeah. times. It's like, like you know, no. second team this year, third team, no, first just, team. Just boulders, man. Um, so for for some players, it's important. Right. You know, it's, it's really important for some guys. Some guys, it's just it's whatever. 
Um, for guys that's never made the team, I'm pretty sure it's a big deal right. uh, for you to be All-NBA. Um, I guess you recognize as one of the top 15 guys in the league, so to speak. Um, but um, um, you look at the, um, the guys who, who, who stand out. Um, of course, uh, of course, um, Russell and James um, and LeBron. Um, Have to be. Yeah. Um, Kawhi. Has to be, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, for so the first this, four, that would yeah, be. That's, yeah, they're locked. They're, those four should be unanimous. Whatever whatever order, yeah, whatever, position. It, it doesn't matter. They should be unanimous. Yeah, I agree. You know, no matter what the voting process is, no matter what it is, those four guys should be unanimous. Um, Who would be the center? Uh, it's, wow. Uh, Are there even the, centers in the NBA? Is that a position? I don't think it is. Um, I think you just call it big now. Yeah, there's like you're, you're just you're, a big. Yeah, that's it. You're big. It's not um, actual centers. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Um, if you had to put somebody on the team, um, as far as just if if numbers are are what's important, um, <coughs> some somewhat team success is important mm-hmm. um, in this process. Um, you would have to go with DeAndre, right? Um, shooting seventy percent from the field, right? Um, leading the league and rebounding. Once again, um, tops and blocks, I believe. Um, that's that's no, that's that's real. That's that's yeah, yeah, them that's real tough, numbers. right? Yeah, them real numbers, man. Those, those are hustle stats. Those are effort points. Um, those effort stats or whatnot. <laughs> but yeah, for um, yeah, I think if you had to put a center on there, as far as team success and things like that, you would have. I would say DeAndre. It's just simple numbers. Um, after that, far as fives in the league. Uh, Maybe Hassan Whiteside uh-huh. on, one, on one of the teams. He maybe. had a good, good season. Yeah, not first team. Uh, I wouldn't say maybe if second team, maybe third team. I don't know if you have to put a center on there. Um, Rudy, Rudy Gobert, yeah, Rudy Gobert. Uh, yeah, you just when you if you if you have to put a center on these teams, then you're stretching. You know, I think you're reaching. Um, it should. I, I think it should be the top fifteen guys. Just the top 15 players. Top 15 guys. I'm saying get the votes. I don't think you should be obligated to have to put a center on there. Right. Because in this day and age, what is a center? Right. I don't know. Guys, I mean, are, guys are not really playing with their back to the basket. Guys are not protecting the rim. Guys are not doing those things that are, that a five-man historically have been asked to do. Yep. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I mean, you, you know, if you're doing top 15, if you're doing – let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. And I love DeAndre. Yes. And the Clippers are playing basketball right now. And, and I want your honest opinion on this. If you were doing top 15, if we were doing top 15 players of the season, yeah. would DeAndre, and, and, and would he be on that for top 15? I think so. He would be after in there, what right? He, after what he does for his team? Right. I think so. And leading the league and rebounding? Yeah, yeah no, I, I think that, that there alone right. can get him there. Right, you know? I agree. Um, his energy level, the way he approaches the game, he's passionate about it. Right. All of those things I think should matter. You know, um, playing in as many games as you can. Yep. I think he wants to play in every game. You know, he's he's an Iron Man in that sense as well. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't sit out of games. <coughs> you know, but um, yeah, I just think it's if you if you reaching for guys who to to fill out first, second, or third team, and you have to put a center on there, I definitely think DeAndre deserves to be on first team. Mm-hmm. Um. The Jokic kid, Jokic. Is it Jokic? Jokic, or Jok- Jokic. With a, I, I, we know uh, who we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, Jokic. Jokic. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. Is, is, it, is it actually Jokic? Jokic. Jokic the Joker. 
Joker, right. the Joker. Okay. Right. Okay. All right, that goes. Um, I, I'll remember that. Uh, that's easy. Um, <clears throat> Who would you say in the second team? Curry? Yeah, he can, he can arguably be on first team every year as well, you know what I'm saying, for what he does for his team. But this year, you have Russ playing the way he is and James playing the way he is mm-hmm. and Kawhi playing the way he is. And you have to put LeBron there. I think you can flop LeBron and Steph if you want to. You know what I'm saying? Right. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter to them. I don't think. You know do, what I'm saying? First do, or second team. Do you think uh, like Steph is at that point now? Obviously, LeBron is. I'm yeah. not. Com- I'm comparing him, but yeah. I'm saying I'm not trying to say who's better player. Yeah. But do you think at this point, with the way we view Steph Curry, there's almost that take for granted thing? Like, we're, we're, the yeah. greatness has been so much. Yeah, unanimous league MVP, two time MVP. Um, Doing the things that he does for his team, yeah, I think it's definitely overlooked. You know his 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 importance and his ability to go out and play the game of basketball. I think it's overshadowed a little bit right now because people expect that. Like, all right, Steph, like what? Like what's next? Right. Like you were great. Now what's after great? Right. If you don't average thirty five thirty five this year, then you had a bad year. Like twenty six no. is nothing. But yeah, you having twenty six. People thumb their nose at it. Like ah, oh, you oh, you just having twenty six now. You're mediocre. Like I, I dare people, <laughs> yeah, I dare you. Ridic- <laughs> you know Twenty six points. I mean, it's ridiculous <laughs> on a, a team with. Hey, fi- do, do a poll of the four hundred and fifty guys in the NBA. The guy, well, the guys that's not averaging twenty five right now. Do right. a poll or twenty six, whatever he's at. Do a poll and look at the percentage of guys. Like, would you like to average twenty six in this league? Yes or no. <clears throat> would LeBron- and I guarantee that percentage would be a hundred. A hundred percent. Would LeBron care if he wasn't All NBA first team? I think it would. I, I would be scared if that happened going into the playoffs. Would he care? He would care. He wouldn't say he cared. He. I know he said. Uh, I. I really. It's. It's. It's just another. Uh, thing. I, I don't think it's. I, I honestly don't think it matters to him. Right. I agree. At this point, like for for, because he knows what he is. He knows who he is. Right. He knows what he what he does for his team. He knows what he does for this league. You know, I I I, I honestly don't think it matters to him. Assuming that that's our first five: DeAndre, LeBron, Kawhi, mm-hmm. James Harden, Westbrook. Yeah. Second team: Stephon Curry, Isaiah Thomas, Giannis, Giannis. I don't know. What you say G- Jordan? Do you say what's the proper Giannis. way? To say, is it Giannis? Giannis. Ante Tecumpo. Giannis. Mm, I don't know. I heard somebody say it the other day, and I was like, I think I can say that. You know, one of the skinny genification moments of the year, before the skinny genification uh, uh, award was even uh, devised, during the All-Star game when the great Marv Albert was trending on Twitter for not being able to say his name correctly. Listen, this is Marv Albert. He even said, I've been practicing, and by, by the time he had to say it 70 times, the great Marv Albert was worn down. Yeah, not gonna be. It's just one of those things, like... Not gonna be able to do it. Your name's Giannis or yeah. Giannis, one of those two. Yeah. If Marv can't say your name consistently, you think that like, Michael Rappaport can like say your being, name? Like I think being able to say one or the other should should qualify. One or the other, and you know, maybe you say it one out of ten times. Yeah, definitely. The last name. Yeah, definitely. Or I definitely don't agree with just everybody just keep calling him the Greek freak. Like the kid has a name, Giannis. Like his mother name named him Giannis. Like I think like. Like if you say Giannis, like NBA player Giannis, they be like, "Oh, the kid with the funny last name." Like That's people know he's a household name now. You know that was his thing. He said he he don't think he was getting the respect and the votes and that day because people couldn't pronounce his name. Which That's I get to a certain degree. I get it. Try to say his last name, Kenyon. Not gonna do it on. You're not even gonna try to do. I'm not, it. I'm not gonna even listen. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try it right now. Okay. Giannis. Giannis. Uh huh. 
Namakanta. I don't. I'm not gonna. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah, see, so but there's no. But there's nothing yeah. to be ashamed of. No, I'm not. I'm not. Marv Albert couldn't say. Yeah, the great Marv Albert. The great Marv Albert, and he he prefaced it. You know, I mean, the different names he's had to. He could say anything. Practice and recite over the years. He said it on air. I have practiced saying his name, and by the end of the game, he he was worn yeah. down. Yeah, that's just like if you took me outside and asked me to ride a unicycle. Like I'm not going. That's just one of them things. Like I'm not going to be able to do it. Or you go out, hold my head underwater for four minutes. I'm, I can't breathe. I'm not. This is just one of those things. You like, can't ride a unicycle. I don't think I can. Yeah, that's not something you want to try on not concrete. A, yeah, 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 not not off the bat, like nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's going to be favorable for me and my well being. Can you imagine six nine, six ten, Kenyon Morton? Like you're just like that would seem like a dream. Like you're sitting at a coffee shop, you're in Soho, and here comes Kenyon Morton on a unicycle down the street on a spring day. That would be that would be a bugged out. You know what that would be like? You know those commercials? What's that? Um, Jordan, what Geico? That Geico, would be a Geico. Can Kenyon Martin ride a unicycle? unicycle yeah. and be like, yes, I can. And you're driving down the. That... <laughs> yeah, that definitely. <laughs> All right, so I'm to try that out. Paul but, uh, George and second, Rudy Gobert, second team. That that's who I got. Uh, to play with the list a little bit. Um, John Wall said. I understand Durant been out a little bit. He's um, been out. Clay, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't have a problem with you. Like once again, we're reaching for the center spot. Right. If you have to put a center on there, like there, Utah's fourth. So. Do they stay at four? Do they make the Clippers switch? Like I don't, uh, I don't know, man. It's it, for me, it's it's tough. Um, that five spot, man. It's it's it, it really is. It, it really like it's and it's unfortunate that the the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Boston Celtics, Golden State Warriors, they don't have a guy. That's crazy. That you can throw in that position who people can look at and be like, oh, yeah, he deserves it. The, the, the Boston Celtics, who might win the East, Eastern Conference number one, they don't have a player other than Isaiah Thomas on this on this list. Like he's, They don't have another player who you would even put in the top 20, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, not, not at all. Which is a great thing for yeah. team basketball. Yeah, definitely. But it's just one of them things. I'm looking at it, and it's, like I said, I think we will be reaching – Right. Um, to put certain guys on there, but you have to put a five. You have to put a center. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I I can't argue with that, you know, because I don't. There's not enough guys. Like I said, I'm coming back to Hassan Whiteside again. I know? agree. You know, you can throw him in there. You can like I just, as far as numbers and productivity for your team. Um, yeah, him and the big kid, Jokic, the Joker. How ill is Paul George? Yo, he, he, that game or versus uh, Cleveland. He always plays Cleveland well. He always plays Cleveland, and he he's a number a guy who doesn't he doesn't sweat. Shout out to Patrick Ewing yeah. who does sweat. Yes. Doesn't sweat. Got an ill, the strongest hairline in sports, hands down. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about the three major sports. And we could even bring in hockey players and professional soccer. I put Paul George's hairline against anybody. Yeah. What will it take for Paul George to be? I mean, he. The fact that he came back and he's first team, second team, the fact that he's still Paul George after coming back from that injury, which was brutal to watch. I mean, how good is this guy and what's the ceiling on him? He's still a young dude. Yeah, he's still a young dude. Um, and shout out to him for for putting the work in after the injury. Right. You know, for being able to get his mental back together after a gruesome injury like that while playing. You know, um, 
that's that's uh, that was that's a lot to deal with. Mm-hmm. But for him, man, Paul George, he's he's a great talent in this league. Six ten, can handle it, can shoot it. Um, excellent defender. Um, I think he rises to the occasion when he plays his uh, when he plays against LeBron. Mm-hmm. You know, he takes it personal. Um, he wants to he wants to be on that stage. He wants his name to be mentioned with those other guys. You know, he feels that his talent level is that. He's just been stuck in Indiana, I think. Yeah. You think he's going to leave? I think so. Enough is enough, right? Yeah, and then they didn't have you. They didn't put you on the line at Gatorland. You know, it was like the chicken order or whatever they put on the line at Gatorland yep. had him riding trade bait. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> they didn't dangle him out there for all other teams. Like, hey, you, hey would you like Paul? Would yeah. you like Paul? Would you like Paul? Hey, here's some Paul. Here's some right. Paul. Like, yeah, that's – he took it personal. So I honestly think he's going to leave, man. Like – and it, and it wasn't hiding the fact that they were doing it. I agree. You know, so he take he, uh, he took it personal. He's gonna he's gonna be a professional. Um, he's, he's gonna, gonna play hard. He's gonna play hard as long as he put that Pacers uniform on. He's gonna play hard and he's gonna bring it. You know, but I I, I can't see him staying. Kenyon Martin, Michael Rapport, two man weave taking calls eight four four six three five six six eight four eight four four six three five six six eight four. We'll be right back finishing up the playoff in the West, the playoff picture. Michael Rapport, Kenny Martin, NBA Two Man Weave. Two Man Weave continues after this on the NBA on TuneIn. Hi, uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah, hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just want to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck, uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie. This is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. Is now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. I spend a lot of time in the backyard. And I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores you've ever had. In 01, we stayed up all night telling ghost stories with the neighbors. 
Yeah, I know I've got a bit of wear and tear. And sadly, in 09, it was me. Your backyard fire pit that accidentally started a wildfire. When a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Sparks from an improperly extinguished fire pit can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hi. Uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah. Hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just want to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck. Uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Stay out of their lane. It's Two Man Weave with Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. Oh, did Martin get that? On the way back down, he tipped in the alley for set play out of the timeout. That might be the dunk of the night. All right. This is the Two Man Weave. NBA on TuneIn. Kenyon Martin, Michael Rappaport. Breaking down the playoffs. Breaking down all NBA. Breaking down big men who aren't big men. Yeah. We got the producer in here, Jordan. What's up? How you feeling, Jordan? Feeling great. Great show today, guys. Thank you. Are, are you are you getting nervous on the bright lights? You Kenyon know. Martin's he's over there glaring at you. You know, I feel like I'm a part of the team, so we're we're here defending the paint together. Kenyon, so I'm gonna tell you a funny story. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> me and Jordan, we're at a big, 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 big power meeting the other day. So I said he showed Jordan actually showed up pretty much the way he's dressed today. <laughs> so now I'm not I'm not a fashion plate, but I know at least I, my father always told me put on some sort of collared shirt when you go to meet people for the first time yeah. for business. Because essentially, not when I'm like when I when I'm like if I'm acting or or, yeah. or 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 auditioning, I'll dress in the ballpark of the way they need to see me for that. Yeah. But when it's business, when you're trying to get uh, money That's essentially from definitely. some, you want to look. Like a human being. <laughs> Somewhere presentable. So I see him, Jordan, looks like he rolled out of bed. I say, you dress like you rolled out of bed. You look like you just escaped uh, some sort of a uh, methadone clinic. What are you doing? He's like, oh, I said, just put a collared shirt on. So we go to the meeting. We're meeting this big, powerful person. The first thing she says to Jordan is, I like your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> New money. <laughs> right out the back. I say, just eliminate everything else that you've been taught yeah. about everything Nothing. else. I, say, I like your shirt. I like your shirt. Justify. I get it. <laughs> she pretty much said, like, basically she said, you look great. Yes. 
And, 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 and you know, she, you know, and, and You're I lost. You're welcome here. You're welcome here. Exactly. As come as you are. Exactly. <laughs> I'm suited and booted. It means I didn't get even complimented on being suited, suited yeah. and booted. They expect that from you. Yeah. They expect you to come dressed like that. But hey, she. This guy looks like, uh, like I don't know, like, uh, like a, like a, like a chia pet, and he's getting compliments for wearing a shirt with ketchup stains on it. I blame Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg changed it all. Yo, you Definitely. know what? He you did. Can, yeah, you can go to meetings and stuff. Yeah, dress like that and come out. Hey, yo, hey, yo, why not? Zuckerberg's got the hoodie on. And, and, and listen, what? I'm not a guy. Listen, again, I'm not a fashion plate. Yeah. But 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 you know I I, I was I was I was half suited and booted. Yeah, yeah I, I'll definitely it. be suited and booted wherever at the power table with Kenyon. Kenyon's style is on point. Yo, yeah, Kenyon. Yo, when you're on air, when I see you after you're on air, suited and booted. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah, I just yeah, like you said, man. It's just certain environments, man. I just feel um, to look appropriate is is appropriate. Right. You know that's just my thing, man. Um, but the one day they had me on air, I was I was on Sports Nation. I was they had me on there doing yoga, in a suit, in a suit with Dallas Diamond Page, man. Like I was, yeah, it was one of them situations where I was like, oh really? With like, the no, shoes on too? Yeah, nobody gave me the memo. Like I get on set, and, like people got on like spandex. They like they knew what was going on. Like nobody sent me. I got the email about the topics of the show, and everything, but nobody told Kenyon that it was going to be casual yoga day. I think that the Geico commercial where you're on the unicycle should also have can you can you can Kenyon Martin do yoga and you're like in a suit doing yoga and you're <laughs> yeah. like hell yeah I could do yoga yeah but nah yeah it's just one of them things man I'm I pay for the gear right hey why not let the people see it now now let me ask you something yeah. speaking of yoga unicycling staying in shape big three yeah. we're getting closer and closer more and more hype on this it's coming a lot of dudes are, are participating. Mm -hmm. A lot of names that people are excited about. AI, yeah. who who's sort of like the guy thing. You know, there's such a there's such a like uh I don't know, there's like such a thing about AI and a part of it has to there's such an allure. Yeah, he, he changed the culture, man. <coughs> he changed he changed the whole culture. <coughs> Break it down. On how to be accepted, on being who you are. And not letting people put different different um stereotypes and stigmas on you right you know you can be you um came out the braids the tattoos the jewelry the, um big earrings and things just being you man and being able to express yourself right and and not caring how you're judged or what people have to say and and like i said he he changed the culture man um putting rap guys in videos and just different things man uh he's he's an icon he, you played with him in Denver. Yeah. What is Alan Iverson like? Like, like, what is he like? I met Alan a few times. Yeah. Always cool. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, these are short exchanges. You see yeah. him out. Like, I'm just yeah. like, yo. He's like, well, yo. I'm like, yo, yo, yo. He's like, yo, yo, yo. And we keep it moving. But I, I don't know him like yeah. that. You played basketball. You're on a team with him. For somebody, he's like a man of mystery. And I think the reason why people still want more Alan Iverson is because the way his career ended. Yeah. He didn't get that. He didn't get that final. <laughs> That final round. He didn't go out on his terms. Yeah, and it's unfortunate, man. He didn't get that that love that just say that a that a Kobe <laughs> got when people knew it was his last go round because he deserved that. You know, like I say, uh, he didn't go out on his own merit, man. But he's a great dude, man. What's his deal? He's chill. He's cool. chill. He's funny, actually. He's one of the funniest people you will like want to be around. Really? Laughing and joking all the time, man. Um, the guy loves Michael Jackson dearly. 
No That's matter, funny. Like, loves, listen, loves Michael Jackson. That's funny. Like, you, he listened to Michael Jackson all the time, man. Um, he's a big-time Biggie fan. He's a big-time Scarface fan. Right. Um, no, man, he's just fun to be around, man. He's a he's a breath of fresh air for guys, man. He he keeps the mood light all the time, laughing and joking. Um, good heart, give you the shirt off his back. Uh-huh. Um, just a good dude to be around, man. A lot, a lot of people know that. You know, people just had a few incidents when, um, before he got into the league, the college thing. People, right. I'm saying people still tend, still tend to judge him on things that he did in the past. I mean, way back in the past. <laughs> way back, way back, man. He had got arrested and feeling mugshot. Things happen. Yeah. That don't change the person who he is. Right. You know, he's a good dude. You know, and um, he's not only was a teammate of mine, he's a friend of mine. Got you. You know, um, uh, and before we played on the team together in Denver, you know, we had a – uh, a mutual respect for one another, but just competition and just being around each other. Right. Um, man, I'm the same, man. Um, we go, we come from the same cloth. Got you. Know, you. Um, and pound for pound, arguably the, the toughest guy to ever lace him up in the NBA. He's a little dude. Six, 165 pounds, man, on a great day. On a great day. On a great day. Like maybe 166. Yeah. Like, if, 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 if he's wearing a pair of Timberlands yeah, man. and he got some money in his pockets. Yeah, one of them chains. And when they say he's 166. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. But he just, he cares, man, about winning. He cares about competing. And he and he brought it each and every night he stepped up on the, um, he stepped out on the court, man. And and anybody that played against him, um, they knew that. He was coming. Yeah, no matter, at all costs, man. No matter, no matter what, what the back of your jersey or the front of your jersey had on it. He was going to try to give you that 30, that 40, that 50, or that 60. You know what I'm saying? No matter what it was that night, he was going to try to give it to you. You know, I always got the impression from his public persona that uh-huh. that, that AI uh, on the court, he looked the part. You know, he had braids. You know, he swag, cool, fly, original, was himself. But I never felt like he wanted microphones in his face. Like, he never seemed totally comfortable with it. He never seemed like he went out of his way to be... Like in front of the camera, yeah. and I feel like it was like he was put there because of the way he played yeah. and his image, and because he was a star, and because he was short, and you know people could relate to him and all that stuff. But then when you see him in front of the mic, like he was never like, you know, like he was never school. Like when LeBron came into the NBA, he was like he had his answers down, he had like his media training down. Like he was born, bred, and ready to be a star in terms of like that multi stuff. But when AI came in, the thing that was so compelling about him as a fan. It was just like, yo, this dude is just who he is. He yeah. didn't put on airs. He never put on airs. Not at all. That's not who he is, man. Um, he He's not going to pretend to be something that he's not. Or and he never tried to not. even yeah, pretend. No, yeah, not at all, man. Uh, and and that's what that's what attracted people to him. Right. You know, for the people that's, that didn't make it to the NBA or didn't, or they job plays, people didn't accept them or culturally didn't accept them for who they are right you know that's that 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 just speaks out to him you know on, on his on his celebrity on on what he did for people man what he did for not only young african-american men but just the culture in itself you i know, hear you for, for people being able to go out and just express yourself man and not worry about if a microphone is in front of your face or not or if the camera is on or not i'm gonna be me you know and and that's just and, and that's that's him you know and i love that about him now, the big three. Yeah. Where are you at yeah. with your training, your preparation, 
It's coming. It's coming up, Kenya. Now we're 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 actually about two two months away from the big three. What is it? Late late yeah, June. The first game is June twenty fifth. Okay, so we're two months. No, we're almost we're almost two months away. Yeah. So okay, so we got time. We're like ten weeks away. And your native Brooklyn, Barclays. Barclays. What a better place to have have these games. Hey, it's gonna be dope, man. It's gonna be dope. People are gonna be excited. People are gonna be excited to see you, dude. The Nets fans. Yeah, this is gonna be big, man. Um, in, true Net fans. True Net fans are gonna be happy to yeah, see you. Yeah, they're gonna appreciate it, man. And I'm, yeah, my training. I, I'm a little behind schedule. I've been working a little bit, been in and out of town. Um, but the good thing is, I know what I have to do to get in shape. Um, right. Don't take long. I know what I need to do. Um, but yeah, man, I'm excited, man, just to be out there, just to be around the guys, man, and competing right. um, at some level. You know, so it's gonna be fun, man. I'm. Um, I can't wait. To like you said, there's a lot of names involved. A lot. Who? There's a lot of names that some some like it's. A lot of guys, uh, just some of the older guys um, that's that paved um, that paved the way for us. Who are some of the older dudes? We got Oakley. We got Oakley. We got um, Oak probably not going to play. George Gervin probably not going to play. Doctor J probably not going to. No, play. they're coaches, they're right? Coaching, yeah, but just Rick Mahorn, Rick Barry, you know those guys. Just to Rick be ain't playing. Rick, you know listen, Rick Mahorn, I love you. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now, Rick, yeah. and I'll tell you to your face. I've always loved you. Played in a rock and jock game with him. You know, Rick Mahorn. When I was about 22 years old, 23 years old, Kenyon. I was playing around with Rick. He was still, I think he was yeah. still, he's still in the league. He literally picked me up and tossed me. Yeah, Rick, yeah, Rick, get it in. <laughs> Rick, but you're not ready for that, this hey, anymore. Rick, hey, Rick was one of the original confrontational guys in the league. It was Rick, beautiful. Rick wanted that bump. He wanted that bump. <laughs> Rick he was, wanted that bump, man. He, yes. he, he was one of the inventors of De- that bump. Definitely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now, and Rick is my coach. Oh, for your crew? I picked Rick Mahorn to be my coach. I like that. <laughs> and they sent me a list of guys. No disrespect to all other guys that was that they sent me, um, but I just looked at the list and thought, "Yeah, Rick." I'm saying Rick Mahorn, my guy. You know, that's my Detroit Pistons teams. You know, um, yeah, that's yeah. So Rick Mahorn was my choice for my coach. I like that. I want. I, 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 you know what? I want to have a conversation with because I want to tell Rick, yo. I don't want you smiling. You're not broadcasting. You're coaching, my man. Yeah. So people want to see you get, get you know, get get it in. Who Who are the other players that are significant that you're like, yo, he's going to be in shape. Uh, this guy's going to be in shape. Like, who are the other guys that you you know that are coming to play ball? Uh, fellow teammate of mine in college and um, with the Denver Nuggets briefly, um, Ruben Patterson. Okay. Yeah, I saw um, Ruben posted a video the other day. He was out of running three miles outside at midnight. So, oh, he's on some Floyd Mayweather. Oh, yeah, no, Ruben, hey, we just call him Bull in practice. Hey, like a bull in the china shop, man. Yo, yeah, he go hard. Okay. Like, Ruben plays hard. Right? Okay. He's going to bring it. He's competitive. He's he's competitive like that. Okay. Um, A guy, um, Rashad McCants. Okay. From Carolina, played for Minnesota for a little bit, a few other teams, I think. Um, I know he's going to be in shape. Okay. Um, the, A Coutinho Mobley can still get it done. Yes. Had a um, game with him. Um, I know he's going to bring it. Fellow, um, another guy of mine that stays in the gym, same draft as me, um, DeMar Johnson. Okay. You know, played for Atlanta. Um, fellow Denver Nugget as well. Um, brought him in <laughs> to Denver. You know, um, you know, guys like that, man, that I um, I haven't seen a whole lot of guys over the years. Uh, I know Corey McGett is going to be in shape. He yeah. stays in shape. Yeah, he's on um, that. Yeah, yeah he, he, he's, he's always in shape. He's on that Cha- Terminator. Chauncey Billups is going to play well in it. Chauncey's playing? Chauncey's playing. Chauncey's the captain of his team. See, Chauncey, so Chauncey, because he's got that style of game where he could, yeah. like, he he was never Mr. Yeah. Athletic. Yeah, no, and this is Chauncey's wheelhouse. This is footwork, shooting, 
him having a smaller guard on him, abusing him. Um, that's what he's going to do. And then our guy, um, our guy, Captain Jack. Jack's going to play. I'm saying, you know, Captain Jack go be right in it, man. He, and Sha- a- hey, and Sha- hey, I don't know what I was thinking, man. Before we get started, man, it's our guy's birthday, man. This is Steven Jackson's birthday, guys, man. Reach out to Captain Jack, man, Rich, Red, and wish our guy a happy born day. Steven Jackson, yes. El Capitan. Yes. Happy birthday. Yeah, that's our guy, man, my fellow Texan. Uh, we came out of high school the same year. People, listen, this is... Yeah, I've been knowing Jack for a long time. Man. You guys did you I, guys, we were rookies together in Jersey. Like this is like this is a friendship. Happy this, birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, brother. Enjoy All right. your day. We'll be right back to Two Man Weave, Kenyon Martin, Michael Rapport, breaking everything down that has to do with the NBA. I'm gonna ask Kenyon when we get back. I'm gonna let him marinate on this. You said Rick Mahorn, you mm. said he's part of your team. Yet again, I haven't gotten a phone call. We'll be right back. Two man weave, Michael Rapport, Kenyon Martin. <laughs> Two Man Weave will be right back. It's the NBA on TuneIn, your home for the NBA Finals. Hi. Uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, It had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah. Hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, Just wanted to call... I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck. Uh, And I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up. And um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie. This is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. Is now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. I spend a lot of time in the backyard. And I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores you've ever had. In 01, we stayed up all night telling ghost stories with the neighbors. Yeah, I know I've got a bit of wear and tear. And sadly, in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire. When a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Sparks from an improperly extinguished fire pit can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com 
Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hi. Uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah. Hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just want to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck. Uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. We're back. You're listening to the confrontational front court of Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. It's two-man weave on the NBA on TuneIn. All right, it's two-man weave. Kenyon Martin, Michael Rappaport, doing big things. Big games tonight. Cleveland is in Boston. Tristan Thompson is sitting out for the first time in five years with a sprained thumb. <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't I, I mean, I, I remember I broke my thumb when I used to play. Yeah. Hurts, but it was it was uh, it wasn't sp- it was broken. It's a, it's a thumb. It's a thumb. Yeah, it's not like he's shooting. De- definitely not doing that. Um, need both hands to rebound, both thumbs to rebound. Um, Weird decision. I mean, but yeah, it must be hurt because homeboy obviously is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That just like yeah, when guys has played that many games in a row. Um, yeah, for them to sit out, yeah, it, it it has to be something. Right. You know. Yeah, but I don't think I would. I would. I don't think I would break my streak over over that. Especially against Boston. Yeah, I'm going to go out there just whatever I can give you, you know, just, just to keep that alive. I always always think this is just this is just me because I'm always into these Kardashian conspiracy theories. Maybe he just wants a quiet night out with Chloe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why don't you just tell us that, Tristan? We'll say, you know what? You're not the first man who's went down. She might be like, hey, boo, I'm in Boston. You know, I want to maybe have like a little sushi dinner. There's this great sushi place downtown. Maybe not. I'm just saying. This could be. Could be. It's a possibility. Other men have done it. Oh, I believe it. And the ram- the ramifications, uh, they are what they are. Yeah, yeah, it's there. No, but I, 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 Tristan Thompson is is yeah. the big four on Cleveland. They they have their big three, but homeboy is intracol. Yeah, they need for what he brings to the table, night in, night out. Yeah, they need that consistent. Definitely five years straight, he was going for that AC Green. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, them. Hey, man, that that's impressive, man. Yeah, play that many games in a row, year in year out. Uh, I wish I was fortunate <laughs> to have done that. It's way the know? cookie crumbles. Yeah, Nuggets at Rockets, Thunder at Grizzlies. Give a shout out, Tracy McGrady, T. Macker, works on ESPN. Yeah, Mac. Hall of Famer, first ballot. Congratulations. You know, Tracy Tracy McGrady had an incredible <laughs> career. I always feel like the injury he had that those injuries, and and and, and once the injuries came in, he he was never the same. 
I mean, is he first ballot? How does it work? Do you have any idea how, what the details of becoming a Hall of Famer are? I have no idea um, what the what the qualifications are, what the voting process is. Um, years of so I I don't know. I, I don't know what the process is of that. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's been there's been sort of some some internet debate on whether or not he's warranted. You know, two time scoring champ. But because his career was cut so short, 19.6 per game, 18,400 points, I rounded it off. You know, and last year they had such a, a, a sort of star power Hall of Fame class with AI and Shaq. And, and, and you know, um, I can't remember who they, the other ones, but right there, AI and Shaq, yeah. you got people that are hyped to go to. Like, I, I watched the whole service. Yeah. I always find those services long and arduous until you hear the speeches. I want to hear from Shaq. I want to hear from Dr. J. I want to hear from Michael Jordan, who played himself. Shout out to Michael Jordan. He played himself when he got into Hall of Fame. Yeah. It, that wasn't his one shining moment. He all. bugged out. <laughs> Yo, Mike, you're in the Hall of Fame. You're Michael Jordan. Okay. Yeah. Your suit looks crazy, as always, and then your speech was totally nuts. That was crazy. Hey, Michael Jordan can get away with it, I guess. Yeah, of course, he's Michael Jordan. My, yes, but he was he his Hall of Fame speech was buck wild. All over the place. Oh, it was nuts. He's like shaming this one and pointing out this one, and dudes are like, "Yo, I came to celebrate you." You're like, you know, you. you I, that was his moment to throw people under the bus. Yeah, he was like, yo, you threw us under the bus your whole career. Why are you throwing me under the bus now? Oh, He's backing it back over. He's rolling them over. He's just backing it up now. Byron, Byron Russell? Yeah. Remember he was like, yo, I was like, yo, he came to, you invited him there to, to, to play him out? Yeah. Remember this? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I have nightmares about it. Yeah, I don't need this. But congratulations to Tracy McGrady. I mean, yeah, Yao no. Ming is another person who, who uh, you know, when he when he got in, obviously what he did for the game globally. Yeah, definitely. So I guess it, I guess it doesn't come down to exactly, you know, dollars and cents. Yeah, I, maybe not, man. Um, like uh, Tracy had a had a great career. Um, some battles over the years. We, um, yeah, I I don't know, man. Congratulations, hats off to him. Um, like I said, I don't know what the voting process is and. What what people look at going into it, but um, yeah, I just that first ballot. Uh, who's to say that he's he, he might be a Hall of Famer? But right. I just don't. In my opinion, uh, I I don't I don't know. I don't know first ballot. That's just uh, yeah. I, I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss for words. I don't know. I'm now, just had a great. I'm saying great run he was in. When you were in the league, I asked you this before. Yeah. You've had dust ups with players, <laughs> like you you had like little skirmishes with players, and then you know like for it's not like a street fight. It's not like it's personal. It's in the heat of the moment yeah. most of the time. And, and you, how, how do you get over that? Because like me, the the the, the street fights that I've had, yeah. like the last time I had a fight, I never seen the guy since. Yeah. I don't have to work with him, and it was over. I didn't even know the dude, yeah. so it's really stupid. When you think about it as a grown man getting into a fight with someone who it was r literally over some, in a, in a nutshell, what are you looking at? Yeah. This is at the Beverly Center. Yeah. I'm, I'm in there returning sneakers for my kids, and next thing you know, he's got a broken jaw. I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> I'm not going to take any credit or, or condone any violence. But you had skirmishes with players. T-Mac, you guys are both... On ESPN, you do the shows. Is it weird? Does it take a little while to get over these sort of things? Or is it sort of like unspoken thing? Can you laugh about it? Did you ever have skirmishes with people when you were in the NBA that you actually really liked? 
Does it just get tied up and it becomes a whole thing? Like, like how does that work, the psychology of it? Because basically, you're in a fraternity of <laughs> yeah. being NBA players. Yeah, it's, your brother's not always going to get along. <laughs> We're going to fight sometime. My um my skirmish or whatever you want to classify it is with Tracy. Skirmish. Yeah. Um it was I had already had uh like a couple incidences before me and Tracy got into it. So um he pumped fake. I jumped. I was coming down, he was going up. Ah. Uh, it was it was a hard foul. Right. Uh I I fouled the hell out of him. Right. Um and he took offense to it. Right. So um yeah, he took offense to it, and then Kenyon started swinging, and right. he, sw- he swung, I swung, but yeah, uh, I'm going to get the first. I'm uh, I'm gonna get out first, right? You know, um, and how do you get past it? <laughs> the second part As of your question. As professionals and like you guys, yeah, some uh, yeah. summer leagues, yeah, coaching actually, clinics, right? And I might have been uh, right, might have been this, that season after the that season we were in um, Puerto Rico playing a USA team. Ah. You guys are on the same team. Yeah. So it's just in so, practice, like it's just you just get yeah, over it. Right? Yeah, we talked about it during the time, man. I we talked it out, saying said our piece, what it was, man. There was no tension then. We got it out the way then. Right. You know, this is what it was on my behalf. Woo woo. He said this his thing, and then we just moved on, and we haven't had a problem since. Right. You know, but it was just one of them situations to where it was it was heat of moment. Uh, he felt the way he felt. I fouled him too hard. Right. Which. It was a good file, right? No, it was a good NBA file, right? Then, right? Um, that would be yeah. that'd be like a ten yeah. gamer now. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely getting kicked out of the game. Eight just, games now, yeah, right? Yeah, easily for the file and the fight. Yeah, definitely easy. Eight to twelve. Yeah, something like that around that. But me, I'm saying my reputation probably be more than that. Right. You know. Um, but I'm just saying, cold. If you never had anything in that foul and that skirmish, would that be honestly right now with the with the think about right with now. Adam Silver? No. David Stern, yes. How, how much would it be now if you never had an incident? If, if if that was your first incident with the foul and the and little, little skirmish, they might give you five games. Now. Man, nowadays they might give you five games. If that, Kurt Rambis wouldn't have a career in this league. Yeah, might. Yeah, but it's yeah, for me it was it, like them situations, man. Like, like you see guys. I'm saying we're going to play against each other, um, and it all depends on whether you respect the guy or not. Right. Whether uh, how did the situation come about? Right. You know. Um, the thing with Corey McGetty, me and Corey got into it. Right. I've seen Corey over the years. Right. Um, we've been in the same places. There, it's nothing. Got you. You know, um, yeah, it, it happened. It's in the heat of moment. Um, it didn't spill out off the court, mm-hmm. which sometimes it could, mm-hmm. but um, it didn't. There's other situations um, I've been in that 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 to this day I, I still feel a way about. Uh-huh. You know? Um But I just. It's just one of them things. You know, it was bigger than basketball. You know, if it's just basketball and we get into it, then that's one thing. I got you. You know, when it spills out into something else, then it's another thing, you know. What was it like uh, being over there in Puerto Rico, you know, uh, play, playing on those on those games, on those teams, and just being like where basketball takes you to Puerto Rico, yeah. like where basketball has has given – like what, what were some of the moments – what was another moment in your life where you like, I can't believe basketball has brought me – Blah, blah, blah. Helsinki, Finland. What I were you was, doing over there? I was 12 years old playing basketball for the Salvation Army, which was our local Y. Wow. Like, like It was our YMCA, which was the Salvation Army. Um, they took two teams. Um, they gathered some of our guys from our 
our local Salvation Army and another Salvation Army. And we took a 12-year-old team and a 14-year-old team. And they had tryouts and all that, and I was fortunate enough to make the 12-year-old team. And we went to Helsinki, Finland, man, when I was 12. And big deal around the city. Um, went to City Hall, met the mayor, got plaques. It was all on the news, um, newspaper clippings that my mom still has to this day. You know, so that's that, that probably was the most eye-opening experience that I uh, had dealing with basketball. We different cultures, staying with different families, um, watching their television, eating their food, <clears throat> I'm saying living in, uh, under their roofs and things like that. So that was probably my first like wow moment with um, with dealing with basketball. That's dope. Yeah, that's 12, crazy. Twelve years old, man. Twelve a years kid, old. A kid from the projects, man. Did that? Did that like get you like yo? I mean, that must have had. I mean, obviously, you talking about it now. I can yeah. tell. Yeah, no, nah, it was a big deal, man. It was it was a big deal for me and some of my friends, man. Like, we grew up the same way. Right. You know what I'm saying? We grew up rough, grew up without a father. We grew up having sports as that outlet. And to be able to be blessed, to be able to take a trip to Helsinki, Finland, man. It's crazy. As a 12-year-old. As a 12-year-old. Getting a passport. Like, ain't nobody, I didn't know what a passport was before. They like, got to get a passport. Like, what is a passport? You know, it was that kind of thing. You know, it was it was exciting, man. It really, really was exciting for me and my teammates and the, and the older guys. Yo, I, 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 you played basketball in China pro. Yeah. What, what was that like? I always think, like, I always imagine just like when I talk to like friends of mine, mm. hip hop dudes, like my man Talib Kweli, whoever. Yeah. I always like, you know, I'm like, where's the craziest place you you ever performed? They're like Germany, this one, that one, yeah. and I'm like, what was that like? And they're like, yo, they know all the lyrics. Yeah. When you're playing professional basketball in China. What is it like? What is the day-to-day life of a professional basketball player? A guy from America, six-foot-nine black dude, just in general, yeah. <laughs> walking through China. Like, what was that like? What is that experience uh, like? Like how people say, um, what is it, the elephant in the room? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like one of them situations uh-huh. where you're standing out. Like, uh-huh. um, so you stand out. Right. Um, and people there, they everybody pretty much knows why you're there. Right. You know, um, and everywhere you go, people recognize you um, on that aspect, man. Um, not just the city that you're playing in, but but the entire, every 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 city you go to. So you're you're going all over the place. Yeah, you're different cities, man. Um, the city I was in, it was it was the most inland city in the world. What's the food like over there? My food was fine. I had a chef. You brought one with you. I hired one over there. Yeah, they had a chef at an Italian restaurant that we was able to hire. So, um, well, we hired him. I had everything said I needed when I went. Uh, I had a chauffeur, I had a chef, and a translator. Uh-huh. So, I was good. Um, right. My agent did a good job putting everything in place. Shout out to Andy Miller. Right. Um, but, yeah, just putting everything in place, man. Uh, so, I had a I had an excellent time when I was there. It was brief. It was three months. Um, they wanted me to s- shoot the ball a little more than I was. I'm, I'm an unselfish basketball player, man. I'm not going to go out and shoot the ball 40 times a night. So I guess they didn't like that unselfishness in me. They wanted to see you do tricks. Yeah, you know, I, I can. They're just not in me, man. I, I and I'm not gonna make myself look bad in the process. This is a two man weave. I like when you give me those little anecdotes. Yeah. Kenyon Martin, Michael Rapport. We're gonna be here every Wednesday until the wheels fall off, till the championships is figured out. Yes, we're here. Till the regular season MVP is given. Till the finals MVP is given. There's going to be so much controversy, so much highs and lows. This is when I really get wacky.
is the NBA playoffs. It's coming up. Kenyon, this ride is going to be fantastic. I really get nuts yes. during the playoffs. Like, um, I might be calling you like 3, 4 in the morning. You're like, yo, uh, what are you doing? I'm like, did you see that game last night? I'm with you. You get nuts? Uh, yeah, and that's the time of the year, man, where basketball matters. Um, well, historically, it's, it's mattered. So hopefully that stays true this year and we can watch a few games together. Let's do it. This is the two-man weave. We'll be right back next week, 5 to 7 Eastern, NBA on TuneIn, Kenyon Martin, Michael Rappaport. They call us the confrontational two. Yeah. We're out. We'll be back. Congratulations, Pat Ewing. Congratulations, Pat Ewing. Yo, I say you rock that headband. Be the first ever coach to rock a headband. Michael Rapport, Kenny Martin, Two Man Weave. We're done having fun. Talk to you next week. Yes, sir. You've been listening to Two Man Weave with Michael Rapaport and Kenyon Martin right here on TuneIn. You're listening to the NBA on TuneIn. Listen like you mean it.